This is Be Known, and I'm Kara Faubacher. You're listening to Episode 60. We were made for relationship, but so often our relationships feel broken or are broken. And when our relationships are broken, we feel broken too. This podcast is here to help you get your relationships back to a place of wholeness, a place of authentic connection, where you feel truly known, and where you feel you can know them too. So, come on in and sit a while. Let's exchange fear for love and finally see what good relationships are made of. I've named myself the Grace Hippie at work. Yes, I know. It sounds like I'm smoking something weird, but I promise I'm not. I really feel like I'm a Grace Hippie. And all my coworkers and fellow counselors feel like it's a fitting name. Because I'm the one who can live in the gray. Who doesn't believe there's always a black and white, though sometimes there is. I'm the one who teaches all my clients to show themselves grace, that it's okay, they are human, that they will make mistakes and they will disappoint others and themselves too. And that's okay. I teach boundaries as well, you guys know that, but always in a gracious way. I say something like, there's grace here, there's no judgment here. I wasn't always this way. Honestly, I used to be the opposite. I used to be super judgmental and not gracious at all. I used to think in only black and white, and I didn't make space for people to make mistakes too often, at least when that mistake affected me. But we can't swing all the way over to the other side on this. Way too many times I sit and hear someone tell me how their partner keeps emotionally or physically abusing them, but they're called to forgive, so it keeps happening. I hear parents of adult addicts continue to try to save them or rescue them. They keep paying their debts and bailing them out of jail and letting them live with them with no consequences or responsibilities. Guess what? The addict doesn't change or get any better. I hear people who are becoming invisible in their friendships with people who take advantage of them, and they never stand up for themselves because they feel they are supposed to die to self and consider others as more important than them. The good Christian things we've been taught. You know I believe in grace. I wouldn't be here without it. But here's what happens when people give too much grace. Yes, there is such a thing. They begin to enable abusive, toxic, and unhealthy behavior in others, and maybe even in themselves, too. There is a distinct difference between grace and enabling. But it's a line that gets blurred too often. People give too many chances and they get hurt in the process. When we allow another person to keep hurting us, others or themselves, 
we're doing nothing to help them. We're only hurting them. Merriam-Webster, you know, I love my definitions. Merriam-Webster gives many definitions of the word grace. The main definitions that line up with what I mean today in this conversation are to mercy or to pardon or an instance of courtesy or kindness, something like that. When we talk about the word enable in the world of counseling and psychology, we mean some sort of misguided support of someone who is struggling. It has traditionally been used to describe those in maybe a codependent relationship with an addict, but it can be used in more general ways too. We try to take the consequences of someone's poor decisions, or we ignore their unhealthy behaviors, or we take responsibility for things that aren't ours to hold. We allow people to act in ways that hurt. And that's not grace. Grace is making room for people to make mistakes and be human. Grace is a second chance and choosing to forgive. Grace is remembering no one is perfect. But even Jesus allows us to experience the consequences of our actions. Now, His grace does give us eternity, and it covers our sin, so we don't have to live with the eternal consequences of it. But it doesn't take away all our earthly consequences. Here's an example. We speed. We get a speeding ticket. Jesus knows that action was breaking the law, and he allowed us the consequence of the decision we made. We cheat on our partner, and our relationship ends. We lose our temper and hurt someone, and we get in trouble, maybe even get arrested. God allows us to still experience the consequences of our behaviors on this earth so we can learn and grow. He doesn't enable us. In fact, we are discouraged from taking advantage of His grace. We shouldn't keep sinning so grace may abound, right? He doesn't want to enable our unhealthy behaviors. He wants to empower us to change. And we don't need to enable others either, because that would hinder them from changing too. We think we're helping, but we're not. Some behaviors that are often enabled are things like addiction or problematic drug or alcohol use, sex addiction and problematic porn use, abuse in any form, whether it's sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, or spiritual abuse. Behavior that dominates, manipulates, and controls. Gambling. Mental health issues. Trouble with the law. And so many other things. So what would it mean to show grace to someone with any of these issues without enabling them? How can we remain balanced here? Obviously, it's going to depend on your situation, but here are some thoughts to help you have wisdom and to help you get started. Number one, remember, 
Forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting or pretending like nothing happened. We enable when we forgive over and over and quote unquote forget or ignore what the other person is doing. We forget easily and then nothing changes. The person does it again and then we forgive again because that's just what Christians do. And in light of keeping no record of wrongs from 1 Corinthians 13, we act like nothing happened. No, this isn't actually healthy. We can try to forgive a person and allow them to be human and make mistakes, but we don't need to pretend they did nothing wrong. Many times you'll see someone even covering up what another person did. I'm not sure if this is meant to protect the person or the one covering it up, but it happens a lot. People will do this by lying for a person in some way. No, let's allow it to be brought to the light and named for what it is. Grace is exposing. Number two, remember forgiveness between humans doesn't mean justification. When we forgive, we're simply choosing to let go of the anger and hurt we feel toward another person to be able to move forward. It doesn't mean what they did was okay. It wasn't. Grace is acknowledging the hurt. Number three, we set appropriate boundaries. When we choose to show grace or forgive a person for whatever they've done, we must set healthy boundaries with them. Without boundaries, enabling will happen every single time. So to give you a very quick, simple overview of how to set a boundary, you start with the issue. What is the issue or issues that is problematic? What boundary needs to be in place? Maybe you stop giving money to your addict friend. Maybe you tell someone it's time to move out. Maybe you require a person to get counseling. Maybe you call the police if he hits you. What are the lines and how can you honor the lines? Grace is setting appropriate boundaries. Number four Don't assume responsibility for something that isn't yours. Ever. Remember, we need to forgive like Jesus forgave us, but that doesn't mean our forgiveness will do what his did. He assumed the responsibility for our sin, but that's not what our forgiveness will look like. If the person is blaming you for their actions or consequences, you don't have to accept that as truth. Their actions, their beliefs and thoughts and feelings, their values, their decisions, and their consequences are all on them, not you. If they are blaming you a lot, well, maybe it's time to consider more boundaries to speak up for yourself or get out of the relationship. Grace isn't taking the blame, not between humans and our relationships together. 
Number five, don't try to rescue someone from the consequences of their choices. Here's where a lot of enabling comes in. We're quick to bail them out. We pay a bill they owe but can't pay because they gambled their money away or were unwise with it. We pick them up from every bar every time they get drunk. We protect them when con- when conversations come up about them. We take their forgotten backpack to school for the third morning in a row. We try to make them feel better after they've made us feel small. We want to rescue. But grace, grace doesn't always rescue. Jesus' grace, Jesus' grace rescues. But remember, he still allows us to experience our consequences. We aren't the rescuers. Jesus already did that. It's not our job. Number six, don't be silent. People may try to control, manipulate, and deceive. They may speak over you and about you and down to you. They will act like they are right and you are wrong. They may blame you and neglect to take the responsibility, and they will keep doing these things if you remain silent. These aren't the kinds of situations where we need to remain silent unless you fear for your life. Speak up. Use your voice to tell the person how their actions are hurting you. Speak up with your boundaries. Grace isn't silence. Number seven. Don't play the victim and let them be your savior because you are nothing without them. Here's the thought, right? You feel like you can't survive without them. You feel like you need them. So you must do whatever it takes to keep them. Grace is allowing someone to be human, showing them you aren't perfect either, giving them a chance to change but it's not helping them become worse versions of themselves by enabling them, by covering up their bad choices and rescuing them all the time, by lying for them and taking the blame for things that aren't yours. Grace is making space for them to grow in areas of weakness. It's being patient in their process. It's remembering they aren't you or this person or that person. It's allowing them to be themselves. It's good boundaries, and it's allowing both people in the relationship a voice. Grace is kindness and compassion and understanding, but it is not enabling. As always, thanks for sitting a while with me today, friend. I trust that knowing the difference between grace and enabling will help you take a step toward wholeness so you can finally see what good relationships are made of. To finish up, the transcript for this episode is on the podcast page on my website, karafabacher.com, as well as other resources and how to connect with me. You can also connect with me on Instagram at karafabacher, K-E-R-R-A-H, F-A-B-A-C-H-E-R. To finish up, a big thanks to my friend Robert Hargrove for creating the music for our show and fellow hope writer Alana Dawson for editing. Until next time, my friend, I'll see you soon. <laughs>